Recorded live. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Freedom Fighters for America World Radio at www.freedomfightersforamerica.com. Coming up next, Al Cup is doing his show. Al is a former action officer from the Joint Chiefs of Staff out of the Pentagon. And up next, Freedom Fighters for America World Radio is sponsored by Freedom Fighters for America. And thank you for listening in. Now the Battle Hymn of the Republic to start the show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the host of this show on January 7, 2016, and up on the fan tail, ladies and gentlemen, Al Cuppet. Al? Okay. Good evening, folks. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate the introduction. Thank you, sir. The fan tail of the ship's a little chilly tonight, but uh, had a warm December. Yes. It's just more weird weather we've been having, and it's not going to get any better, folks, so... Anyhow, let's uh, open with a word of prayer. I'm going to have a special need tonight. I have a, myself, I have an unspoken request, and I'm going to mention it. And uh, it's very critical. It's not life, life ending or life saving or anything like that. It's just a critical issue. And also, Jack and Donna out in Nebraska, Oklahoma, I'm sorry, Oklahoma, have a serious need. When I get down to Jack and Donna, just remember to pray for them. I've known them since 1960. I've known Jack since 1969. When I became a Christian, he was a buddy over there. He was younger than me, but he was he he helped me out even though he was uh, younger than me. 
in Hawaii. So before we go any further, let's just go into prayer and ask the Lord to bless the program, bless the listeners and the producer and the network. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight in the name of Jesus, the only begotten Son of the living God. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace, but first, Lord, forgive us our sins, any words or deeds we've done since the last time we came before your throne. We want to come holy and sanctified before your throne, Lord, so forgive us of any small thing we've had in our lives, that we might present these needs before the throne and on your altar. We pray tonight for Prime Minister Netanyahu and President Reuben Rivlin, Lord. Deb Belinsky, we pray for the Jews in Israel. We pray for Israel, O God, the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the Jews that are facing the Holocaust in America. As it approaches, we pray for the elect and the very elect, Lord, that you might save as many as possible. And, Lord, that your conveyance might work to haul our Jewish cousins out of this country in time to save their lives. We pray tonight, Lord, for Jack and Donna out in Oklahoma. We ask you, Lord, to give them a job, give them their moving plans as you see fit. We just ask you, Lord, and it's a critical situation. We ask you, O oh Lord, to take care of it. We pray for Charles and Ruth up in Pennsylvania. We pray for their, their medical conditions. We pray for Harriet in Wisconsin. Watch over Stan in New Jersey, Lord, and our friends the Johnsons in Arizona. Work over the land, uh, sale, Lord. They have an acre to sell. We ask you, O oh Lord, that they might sell it. We pray for Linda and Tammy, Austin, Myron, and Ted. And Father, tonight we remember Catherine, John and Jeannie, Aaron and Justin, Ed and Scott, Lord, the other siblings, and, oh, God, at any cost that you might save their souls, at any cost. We pray for Rosemary down in North Carolina. She's she's in her old age, Lord, and she's by herself. We ask you to send someone to help her, Lord. We pray for uh, Jim and Phoebe in, up in Maryland. We ask you to watch them, be with them, and meet their needs. We pray for Herbert and Elizabeth over in South Africa and our friends over there, the Whitton's, McDonald's, and Durand's, Lord, watch over them. We pray for uh, Karen's husband out in uh, California. We pray for his soul. We thank you, Lord, for the miracle, oh God, that you gave her. We thank you, Lord, but we want to see her husband saved, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask it. For Tony, Caroline, and Brian, especially for Caroline, Lord, we pray for her soul first and foremost. Watch over her. Lord, but save her soul first, at all possible. Lord, we thank you for Dawn and Dave in Ohio. We pray for this family. We pray for Mike. We pray for Joyce. We pray for Don, my son. We pray a special prayer for Donald, O oh God. Turn his heart towards you. Touch this disease, O oh Lord, as you promised by your prophets. For Leslie, Kathy, Mike and David and Joyce, especially the blood of Jesus, will plead over Mike and David that they are protected from the evil one, Lord. We pray for Linda, for Pat, and Ted and Matt, especially for Roger, for Kelly, Teddy, Kristen, and Bill up in New Hampshire. And if there be a soul that's unsaved there, Lord, that that soul might be saved. Yea, Lord, at any cost, that they might be saved. We pray, Lord, for Susan and her folks out in Chicago. And we pray especially for Mary and Marjorie over in the land of Scotland. They had a terrible flood over there. Very unusual, Lord. We ask you to be with them this day. We pray for Mary and 
Washington State. We pray for David and Cheryl in South Carolina and Cheryl in Nebraska. Thank you, Lord, for these two Cheryls. We ask you, Lord, as we pray for them, that they would pray for us and pray for our families also. We pray for Jason, who's seeking salvation up in Canada. We pray for Sarah, Ted, and Karen in the land of Salim. And, Father, we have an unspoken request tonight. I have. I ask all the saints of God to lift it up to you. You know what it is. We ask you to take care of this problem you've already promised. And I've seen it working. And thank you, Lord, for what you've done so far. Now, Lord, we just come against Satan. We rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Stay away from these people we are praying for. And, Father, send labors into the harvest to harvest their souls of those that are lost. Glorify your name through those that are saved. And, Lord, that you might one day glorify your name for those who will be saved in the future. We ask you to bless the listeners, the program, and the producer. In the name of Jesus, for the glory of the kingdom of the living God and his beloved only begotten Son, it's in his name we pray, amen and amen. Folks, I'm going to read a scripture, and I've read it before, and I'm going to read it again. It's very apropos. It's Luke, the 21st chapter, and it's the 25th through the 27th verse. When Luke's writing, uh, the Greek physician is writing. He was uh, probably the only Gentile who wrote a chapter, uh, a book in the Bible, except maybe the fourth chapter of Daniel, which was probably written by Nebuchadnezzar. Luke's writing here, and he says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moons and the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations. Folks, France is distressed right now. Germany's distressed. Terrible things have happened over there that have hidden it from the press. Women have been raped. People have been beaten up by these refugees that have come into Germany. The distress of nations with perplexity in the seas and waves and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. North Korea just shot off a, 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 a hydrogen bomb. Folks, it is going to get worse and worse, and I haven't even begun tonight. Hang on. Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to come, begin to come to pass, okay? It says begin to come to pass. Then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Well, see what happened this week. I was talking to Brother Bob today. I called him to tell him uh, what had happened around my house, and I'm going to tell you about that. That said, the Lord spoke to me in five or six things, but the one I want to tell you the most is, I was in the kitchen, and he spoke to me, Son, 2016 will be a year of slaughter. Slaughter. Well, Lord, that's terrible. No, yes, it's terrible, but not only that, son, it's going to be a year of great slaughter. I told you tonight on the 7th of January. We'll talk about those guys out in Oregon in just a moment. Uh, and I'm afraid there's going to be slaughter out there. I had a friend of mine write me a letter about a vision he had about stadiums and about theaters. And uh, you need to stay out of any stadium 
from now on out, and you just need to stay out of any theaters. You shouldn't be going to movies anyhow. Christians have got no place being in a movie theater. You've got no business messing with face cards. You, need, you stay off that television set as much as you can. Even the news is uh, completely lies. William Casey said, "When the Americans, we get the American, when the CIA, we get the Americans to believe that everything is wrong, we will have accomplished our purpose." And right now, almost everything you see on that television set, national news, is completely wrong. Stay out of stadiums and theaters, because Brother Steve had a vision. They're going to use them to catch people and take them on and catch them on a list, and they're going to terminate them. I'm serious, folks. This is serious business. Now. I'm going to give you this from the get-go so you understand how the Lord works. Last seven or eight days, Sister Elizabeth has sent me. She says, Al, do you have a mailbox along your road? I said, yeah, I got a mailbox. She said, you've got to be careful about that mailbox. Somebody's been, I've seen a vision of people uh, thinking about your mailbox. Also, she said, if someone comes up to your house with a package looking for deliverance, they're just casing your place. And so, well, you know, Bob told me about five years ago, there was about five of these guys coming, these jihadists coming. She said, no, these are just two. Well, today, a strange thing happened. I'm out there in the yard working, and uh, I hear a truck engine. And I can't see from my trees 50 feet up the road, 50, 60 feet up the road from my mailbox, the trees cover the road, and I hear I hear a, a diesel truck idling. It's a good-sized truck, it's engine, not a pickup. So I walked down to the grass and so I could find the truck. And when I got to where I could see the truck, there was no more engine. Now, I couldn't have gone anyplace because I can see up and down. The truck would have made, would made noise when it pulled out. He was, it was a diesel. It was, there was no truck. The noise ceased. But then here came a little black Honda Fit, F-I-T. It stopped in front of my mailbox. Now, I was still standing behind some trees. And I couldn't see quite clearly, but they couldn't see me either. And that thing stopped by my mailbox, and a lady got out of the right side, walked up to the mailbox a couple of steps, opened the box. Now, I couldn't see what she was doing. I could just see she'd opened the box, and she slammed the box. I heard that, got back in the car, and drove off. So I went down and looked around and see anything. Well, what you put in the box? It wasn't, the box was empty, and the mail had already come. So, well, she must have either was checking the box out, what was inside of it, or she had something in the box, and she took it out because it got cold feet. Well, sister, sister, don't worry. It's not It's not exposed to their bringing out. It's a message of some kind. It's just, a, it's just a message warning or something. Well, it happened just like she said. That happened. And the thing about it was I would not have seen Harley if I hadn't gone down to hear what, see what this truck was idling at the edge of the road. But there wasn't any truck there. When I got there, there was no truck there. The noise came and got me down there where I'd be able to see this car come up in front of my mailbox. Anyhow, that happened. 
Now, I've got a situation to tell you about. This thing in Oregon. In 1934, Hitler had his propaganda minister, Joseph Goebbels, pit the German military against the brown-shirted stomach tiling, the stormtroopers, the SA. And they were putting out that the stormtroopers would take on the army guys, and the army guys would take on the stormtroopers because the army guys had the big weapons, okay? The armories and the cannons and heavy stuff and tanks. And on the night of June 30th, with the SS black shirts hiding in the wings, the night of the long night at midnight, the SS went out and shot all the generals and even their wives who were not pro-Hitler. And they also arrested the, the stormtrooper leadership, arrested leadership, and the SS took over the country. They pitted armed Germans against armed Germans. I've said for years they're going to pit armed Americans against armed Americans. Right now out in Oregon, these guys have decided they're going to go down there and occupy a federal wildlife area. There's no sense in that. They don't understand the danger of the foreign troops and the foreign cops that are in the country, about a million, by a million or more. And what they're doing is they're sitting Americans against Americans. Now, it might look like they had Americans pitted against Americans in Waco. David Koresh, we had American federal forces outside of his compound. They backed him off on the 51st, 49th day. How do I know that? Because we know a fellow who was shooting on the range in July of 93. He asked the FBI, what did you guys do at Waco? And the FBI was shooting on the lawn in the KD range, known distance range. Said, we didn't do that. We were backed off on the 49th day by Janarino. Somebody came in and tanks and guns and burned the place down. It was a partnership of peace troops. I got the whole story. I know the whole story of it. And these guys out there are out there, and uh, they don't understand about the federal troops. And they don't like Obama, and they don't like what goes on. And so they and they got a rancher out there who had his property taken away from him, or his grazing rights, and then he they said he set the land on fire. Well, all he did was set a backfire to save the, save the grazing land. But they got him for arson, sent him back to jail twice. And uh, I'll tell you what, those fellows had better dig themselves, how many ever are there, many of them there is, they, they had better dug themselves a five-foot-deep foxhole because they're going to send Russian, they're going to send Russian pilots with Russian gunships and the gunships are going to take them out. Something's going to happen out there. That's without a miracle, it's going to be bad things happen. Now, Brother Bob gave me a, a prophetic utterance. I'm going to read it to you. I haven't read it before. I was going to read it on another program, but I didn't read it. I'm going to read it to you. This is what he says. On the 17th of December, I called Bob, and here's what he related, some of which is either verbatim or a very close paraphrase. I recorded this. 
He saw a vision of a 330-foot rogue wave hitting the northeast coast of, of the United States. He asked, he said, uh, he asked how this could happen and what would cause it. The father showed a, the deep off the Atlantic shelf is a fault line running north to south. When it shifts, and it shall shift, it will cause a disturbance in the ocean flow north and south, and will lift the ocean upwards. Now, I'm describing some kind of hydraulic movement with the weather systems also present. This will include high surface winds at the same time, which will accelerate the height and speed of the wave. It will head towards the east, but mostly the northeast coast. When it comes, it will lift the Statue of Liberty off its pedestal and send it into downtown in New York. In the vicinity of Wall Street, the buildings will be on the water. They'll take out bridges and tunnels, which means starvation and famine in those areas. There'll be no escape. And those caught underwater will all die. There will be no warning. It wiped out the electric grid, the tank farms, JFK Airport, Newark Airport, New York and Boston Harbors, and Naval Base in Connecticut. It continues inland for miles. And I couldn't believe it going that far. I'm scared to tell you how far it was, but I'm just going to tell you it's going to go in there. It took out infrastructure, communications, roads, rail lines, and small airports. The whole area was inaccessible and uninhabitable for weeks and months. I said, look, Father, please. No, it's coming. Now, about a week later, he was praying about this, and the Lord told him why. He said, this nation has committed the greatest abomination under the sun. They are selling aborted baby parts. And it's come up as a stench in the nostrils of God. And blood requires blood. I'll keep on going. Well, why, Lord? He says, well, this is, this is he said, this area, he said, this is the area where much of the godlessness takes place east of the Mississippi. And I've said this in my word, and I've often caught, used the waters of the earth to cleanse the earth. I'm doing that there, up in that area, and then. It will literally destroy the American economy. There will be no recovery. There will be diseases. There will be chemicals and biological elements caught up in this water, creating epidemics. Epidemics will be unstoppable because the serum needed to stop these epidemics will not be available. Brother, this is the most horrendous wall of water ever seen. It is not a tsunami. It is so cataclysmic it cannot be described. Loss of life will be in the million. The reproachment with, reproachment with Cuba, that is the healing of relations with Cuba, is more than just lifting an embargo. As shown before, it included Russian naval bases, control the Gulf and the East Coast, as well as the Atlantic. They will have a stranglehold in the air on the ocean surface and on the subsurface. This is a prelude to invasion. This is to remove the American presence and turn into a Russian communist presence that will be utilized by the New World Order to have an offshore facility in Cuba to incarcerate, interrogate, and as well as outside, out of mind execution facilities. The Cuba deal goes a long way beyond the economics and the politics. This will mean a world-class Russian air base, submarine base, and a port, which will impede Gulf, 
and Atlantic traffic, as well as the Panama Canal. It will also be used as a missile base to threaten America. The Cuban Missile Crisis will now be revisited, but this time it will be ICBMs, IRBMs, and SRBMs missiles, which can rain destruction over North American continent and Alaska. They fully intend to have a political and military hold on the Western Hemisphere, and they will not relinquish it without a horrible and destructive fight. To dislodge them would mean taking on the entire global Russian military force. Right now, their economic backer, China, will take the American dollars they have and establish a stranglehold that if they were to call in the U.S. debt, we would sink within hours. The Chinese are quietly backing the Russian build-up globally, in fact, very covertly. So it looks just like it's just Russia. But Russia and China are in lockstep to take America out. General Ben Parton, folks, said many years ago, there was never any sign of Soviet rift. It was make-believe. He's right. He's right, and here it is. This is a prophetic utterance by Brother Bob. Now, these factors are a precursor to Ezekiel 38 and 39. That's the Armageddon fight. Russia's concerned with the plunge of global oil prices, and OPEC and Saudi oil people are trying to stop U.S. domestic oil production. What is unseen in the media is Israel is now following the, and getting and receiving the blessings of the 12 tribes. They have found the biblical oil fields and gas fields, and right now, drilling. By the end of 2016, they'll have reached the greatest oil deposit ever discovered at this point in time. That will be all current known oil reserves in the world. This also includes the largest natural gas field known to man. Currently known to man. And this will draw China and Russia into the Middle East. This is where the wealth of oil will now come from. They're keeping this as quiet as possible. They'll be 100% self-sufficient within a very short time frame. God has also blessed them with minds that can see far into the future. God has chosen them because of the Lord Jesus Christ, having come out of their Hebrew and Jewish posterity. They have discovered how to produce energy without petroleum. This is Israel we're talking about. They have discovered medical processes that will extend life far beyond what we know now. Big breakthroughs, brother. Nobody knows about it, and they're not telling the world. And they will be able to defeat Sino-Soviet forces, which we know are coming against them. Of course, the Lord's going to step in and help, okay? When this defeat happens, the world will come with joy to Israel. And this, this, when, this, when this final Armageddon comes, and he's talking about now, he's talking about the actual arrival of the Messianic Kingdom. And when these forces will be defeated, and Armageddon, this is 38 and 39, evidently, I'm not sure the whole theology, but I'm sure what he told me. People of the world will come with joy to Jerusalem to seek the greatest nation on earth. This, of course, has to be an eventual advent of the Messianic kingdom. God is at work, and we humans cannot see it. Because the world refuses to see that he exists, and he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And the posterity of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph shall come into its own, having sought God and preserved his word across the ages. The place is now known as Israel. My brother, what seems to be the darkest of the darkest is about to give way. Not necessarily to a spiritual revival or renewal, but 
will be a divine judgmental intervention that will change the course of humanity. Now he's going back and he's backing up now here, okay? This will bring down, and I have no feelings toward the Catholic Church, but brother, this will bring down Rome. There will be a bloodbath in the streets of Rome. Streets will flow with rud. Islam will come against the city like they have been planning for a long time and destroy it. Their hatred against the Pope and the Vatican is so deep it is almost inscribed into their DNA. They're planning something so horrific that it would be like a human tsunami sweeping into that part of the world and destroy the Vatican and Catholicism. They will shake the Catholic Church to its core because they will not believe what is happening. And this Pope is part of their reasoning. That's the Islamic reasoning. Brother, this Pope said that Jesus Christ failed at the cross. And God the Father said, this is enough. Pope said that we are all to worship, we all worship, that we worship the same God, be it Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, Muslim, or Hindu, makes no difference. Well, that is not from God. That is straight from the pit of hell itself. He is trying to bring all the world's religions under the scope of the leadership of which he is the head. That's why the Father said, that is enough. Our brother, this is going to be known, become known, and I'm, a, I'm apolitical. But it comes, when it comes to matters where the father's involved, the father said, in the last 72 hours, he said, I'm going to out this president. I'm going to expose him. I don't know what he means other than the fact that he's going to demonstrate that this president is, he's probably the most dishonest president we've ever had, and he's a Muslim mole. You should, have, you should have figured that out a long time ago. When it comes out that he was surreptitiously put in office, I can't prove this. Only the father can. But the father said he was never legally elected as president. And he was placed in that position by the elitists of the New World Order and the globalists. And it'll start to come out that the elections were rigged. They're going to find out that there were thousands of ballots that were not counted. Whatever happens, happens. But this is not me, brother. I can prove nothing, but the Father speaks, and this is what it is. He says, I'm going to out him. I'm going to catch him. And yet to say, Father, you do what you must, because there's not anyone who can verify that but you, Lord. And I spoke up, and I said, yeah, you know, it says, be sure your sins will find you out. There it is. Thank you, my brother. There it is. Be sure that what you have done in secret will be shattered from the housetops, and what is done in darkness will now be exposed to the light of truth. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that scripture. That's what I needed. That's it, brother. I knew you were going to call. I said, I'm not going to call him. I've not called him in many days. When it's time, he'll call me. The father said, just hold him and be quiet. When it's the right time, he'll call. But it needs to be released. Well, Al, he called. Well, God love you and keep you. Be faithful to being faithful, okay? A lot of what you're going through is to shut you down and shut you up. All you can do is stand. Having done all, stand. Well, to use an old military tradition, it says, individual soldiers would take their swords and draw a circle around them and stand and say, this piece of ground is mine and you'll not take it. You'll not go any further than this. Brother, this, is, this attitude has 
often turn the tide of battle. This far and no further is what they're doing here. They love not their lives unto death. The enemy was stopped and defeated. This is where you are. Take the sword of the word and draw a circle around you. You don't have to say or do anything. Just in your mind, in the spirit, say, this far and no further. But God loves you. So mentally and spiritually, whatever happens, know that this God has not abdicated his throne with regard to you. He's still there. He's not walked away. He saw it all before you were ever conceived in your mother's womb. He's simply, he has simply been standing there, as it were, and it, it is at a point in your life and saying, Al, I've been waiting for you all the time. You just come and let me put my arms around you and hold you as my son. Everything's going to be all right. And believe me, folks, on that day, I needed that word. I really needed that word. I had an unspoken request in this prayer time. That was it. He, he spoke to it. Now, with regard to Sister E, the Lord keeps saying that they, whoever they are, are going to try to assassinate and ambush her. But there is a living wall of fire between her and her assassins. When they try to breach that wall, they will be consumed. Inclusive, but not limited to their words, but their weapons. They'll consume their weapons. She needs to know that. That's it, brother. That's what he said to me. I didn't read it on the Mega Man show. I'm going to read Jerry's Golden Report. The way it is, January 2016, Happy New Year. Here in Israel, most of us have a service on our cell phone that gives us terrorist alerts as they occur. First thing we do when we awake in the morning is look at the phone to see what happened throughout the night. How many were run over, shot, or stabbed? Unlike the past two infatadas, infatadas, where it was a constant daily bombing on our city buses and cafes, today we had to be alert as we walked on the streets for fear of being stabbed. What makes it... See, I told you, folks, that men's hearts are going to fail into what's coming on earth, Okay. Unlike the past, two infatitis, we have to be alert as we walk on the streets for fear of being stabbed. What makes it even stranger is that now the Arab women are doing a lot of the stabbing. And sometimes it will be a young Arab man dressed as a Jew with a kippah on his head or a yarmulke. The past infantitis made us careful where we went, but this time it is dangerous to walk in the streets in our cities. I've noticed a lot fewer Israelis are walking in the streets of Jerusalem and the cafes are mostly empty. Now, folks, that is a terrible strain on Israel's economy because they, 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 they deal in tourism. As terrible as that may sound to you, what is happening in Europe is far worse with the invasion of Muslims taking over all of Europe. In some European cities, rates are up 1,000%. Murders and anti-Semitic attacks on Jews have gone through the roof. The Jews able to leave Europe for leaving, with the exception of those who feel that somehow things will get better. Or they are so involved with business and finance that they refuse to let go and leave. And of course, there are those who are financially unable to make the trip. In some cases, much like the 30s and 40s, some rabbis are telling their congregation not to leave. It'll get better. That's what they said in the first Holocaust. 
And I've read, I've read 150 books in the past 10 years about World War II and the Nazi rise to power. We've got the same thing going on now. He said it will, it will get better. Well, this, of course, resulted in more Jews being murdered in the Holocaust, and history has a way of repeating itself. That's right. History don't repeat itself because it's happenstance. History repeats itself, folks, because it's conspiratorial. It's conspiratorial. There's always a satanic conspiracy. War is the greatest killer of men who aren't ready to die. When the floodgates opened for millions of Muslims to re- reinforce the already radical Islamic terrorists in Europe, it is getting worse by the day. In fact, I believe it is truthful. It is, um, it is truthful now to claim Europe is finished as the cultural places for French, English, Swedes, Dutch, et al. And even worse for Christians. They are finding themselves in serious danger to be found in churches or walk in the streets. We saw it happen here in places like Bethlehem in the 70s and 80s. It was a majority Christian town. But in a few short years, the Muslims from Hebron and Ramallah moved in, and the wives and daughters of the Christians could no longer walk alone without being raped or at least spat on and beaten. Today, Christians in those places make up less than 10% of the population, and Israelis are not allowed to enter those systems, cities, and one of those is Bethlehem, okay? But you can see many Arabs in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, all of our cities and shopping malls walking freely, and they feel no threat or of being discriminated against. And this is why they find it so easy to establish this new kind of infantile by stabbing Jews. The Jews of Europe are now looking at the very real possibility of a Holocaust in the near future. Folks, I've been saying this for years, okay? Today they are seeing the same treatment meted, meted, meted out to the Jews there as once felt in the 30s and 40s. In some places, it is even worse. This time, it is not just the Jews, but the Christians as well. In the French and UK no-go zones, neither Jews nor Christians are welcome and enter in there at their own risk. The time for our boats to go into action will be any day now. But it's really a big problem because the the big boat, the boat is completely... Wiped out and must be replaced. Caterpillar 320 horse marine engine. We're finding this. We're trying to find a good good motor. And it's very expensive. And that doesn't include the moving and replacing the old one. It's also very expensive. The other big boat runs on a on on a Detroit diesel using ninety liters per hour. That's over ninety quarts of gas, about a hundred quarts of gas per hour. Very expensive to use. With all the years of groundwork and preparations and communications put into place, the devil knew just when to attack at a time when Obama is making it nearly impossible for us to use bank transfers. Our finances at the lowest level ever it has come down to daily survival for the Goldens and this ministry. Trying to upkeep the boats, paying mooring fees, and at the same time keeping up daily with our contacts, making sure the Jews we can rescue know about us. We can depend on us at the native places. It's putting a lot of stress and concern on me. In short, this is the most serious alert I've ever sent out to those God has joined to this ministry. We could lose it all if support is increased in a big way and right away. We, we both know it's in God's hands, and I feel I'm doing my part by letting you know how serious the situation is. Can you and God? All I can do is alert you to this financial situation. 
I trust the Holy Ghost, the Ruach HaKadosh, will speak to you. And you can get on the Internet and see where how to support Jerry Gold. Speaking of support, I don't know if any of you have ever sent a nickel to this program. Not my, not me. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Freedom Fighters for America. You need to support Chris. He's going through some terrible, terrible, terrible things. He's your producer. He's had me on here for eight years at no cost to me at all. You've been blessed. You need to send something to the producer. You don't know how to get to him. You can write me a letter, and I'll tell you how to get to him, okay? Now, I've got a letter here from a person up in Pennsylvania. They built a new house the year before last and moved in last year. All on one floor makes it much easier. If you ever need to come up this way, there's a guest room ready for you, talking to me. We would be delighted to see you. I would love to see you to talk about what's going on. Times are getting very worrisome and very short. Even so, come down, Lord. Come on. Come, Lord Jesus. Did you know that two towns in Michigan have been taken over by Islamics? One family came, and they were in so nice that then they brought more family and friends over. Then all of them brought more until town was overrun. Then they took over the town council, the mayor, sheriff, department, everything. Then their true colors showed. They were no longer nice neighbors. They told all the Christians to convert your religion to Islam or get out of the town. All the Christians had to leave. Over in Sweden, who took in thousands of immigrants, the Muslims have, the country has now been overrun. Now Christians are getting threat letters in their mailbox that say, convert to Islam or, one, convert to Islam or, two, pay a tribute tax, 50% of your earnings, or three, have your head chopped off. And this is a person writing to me, okay? Same thing is happening in the other countries. In Norway, they have training for these immigrants how to treat women because out of 23 rapes, 20 were Muslim men, immigrants. They think if a woman looks at them or smiles or says hello or wears other than a burqa, that the the woman wants to have sex and they can just help themselves. They have to actually teach them that you can't just rape anyone you want by force, even your wife. They have this mindset of animals. Well, in the Bible, in Genesis chapter 16, verse 12, it tells us to Ishmael, the father of all Muslims, says, he will be a wild man and his hand will be against every man and against every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Doesn't sound very good, does it, Al? Everyone or many says that, well, they are not all like that. No, they're wrong. The ones who seem peaceful are complicit and sympathetic and probably support with money. And when when dangerous radicals get the upper hand, they will see their true colors. They are as sneaky and smart as a fox if they do not believe in in eradicating and killing the non-Muslims. Then according to their Koran, they are not Muslims. Islamics and also should be beheaded. 
just like as the Christians infidels. Okay, as the Christians, you know what it's, you guys know what it's about. So they either are or they aren't. There is no in between. It is coming fast, brother Al. All of the politicians know these things. So what does that mean? But this is all part of their satanic plan to take over the world in preparation for their one-world government, one-world religion, and usher in their their real leader. And you and I know who that is. I need to know how to get a copy. I need to get a copy of the Koran and the Torah and read both of them. Well, the Torah is just the first five books of the Bible, so... All we can do is pray and trust in the Lord. Have faith and do not fear. Our friend Tracy is much better. I told her, told you down, down to her previous weight. You wouldn't know her. She's healthier. No more asthma attacks. No more prednisone. And she has a friend who really treats her nice. She hasn't had a friend like that for seven years. Last one was such a liar and a cheat. I guess that she had a really bad taste in her mouth for a long time. Don't tell me that prayer doesn't work. I pray for her every day, and I still do. Have a great uh, Christmas and New Year. Well, I don't celebrate Christmas. I just give my wife flowers, and that's it. Sincerely and brotherly love, Ruth and Charles. Well, folks. Brother Bob has just said it's going to be a year, 16 is going to be a year. The Lord said it's going to be a year of slaughter. You need to be praying. I'm not trying to scare you. I've told you for years, get out of bed and pray. And you pray and pray until you can hear the Lord speak to you. Still small voice. Faith comes by hearing and hearing to the word. Not a word or some words. The the definite article, the word, and that's the King James Authorized Version of the Bible. The Authorized Version, sometimes known as the Authorized King James Version. The more of the Word of God you get in your head, the more you understand how He works, the greater faith you're going to have and the less fear you're going to have. I'm telling you, that's how you have to do it. We've got uh, foreign troops all over the country, foreign cops all over the country. They're driving these big black SUVs. If you go to if you go to com, you'll see a list of them on there. Go down through those letters, and you'll see a list of the foreign cops and the foreign troops. Mega Man needs to clean up the website a little bit. I've asked him to do some cleanup, but I can only put stuff on there. I can't change anything on there. I can't take anything off. I don't know how to put something at the top of the page. That's all I'm given. My fingers can't be choosy, and, uh, you know, I just use what I'm given. And uh, I've got a word here from my brother. I got a a poem here I want to read you about the lies of the American media, the lies that come out of Frat House in New York, where the New World Order and the Council for Relations reside. The lies they tell are hatched in hell, each word from the deceiver. All they do is fashion to make beasts of each believer. You must not 
he corrupted seed. He grows a harvest bitter. And they all and all they tell and all they sell is worthless trash and litter. The lies they use to make you lose are cons designed to cheat you. They only mean to pick you clean. Their aim is to defeat you. Beware the lies that cloud your eyes that make you wander straying. Be sure your ears turn to hear the truth of what I'm saying. Thus saith the Lord, Amen and Amen. I want a word. I got a word here from Brother Steve. These two fellows invited me up to Canada back in 2000. Uh, Reuben came in and said, Al, I just told him up in Kelowna the light will come on the 7th of October. I went down to my mailbox, and here's a letter from the prophecy club from these two fellas. Al, give us a call. We want you to come up here. So I called them, and they said, I said, when do you want me to come? We want you to come October the 7th on a Saturday. Wow, that's just 30 minutes before I'd heard Reuben say the light was coming on the 7th of October. They got me a ticket. I went up there, and uh, a lot of neat things happened. We flew around a big thunderhead, and I was going to be late. I got off the plane with my rollerboard. And uh, I couldn't find any place to go with passports for non-Canadians. I just said Canadian citizens. So I ran up to a Canadian citizen gate. Guy looks at my army hat and says, oh, you're retired from the forces. I said, yeah. Passport. I threw it down. Oh, you're an American. I said, yeah, that's right. He said, I said, look, I got 10 minutes to catch my plane to Alberta. Oh, okay. Well, no problem. He says, what you got in your bag? I said, I got a little brass candy dish for a house gift, and I got some videos. Oh, man, go on. Take off. We'll see you. I jumped on a plane. I put my bag in the wrong place. My rollerboard had all my teaching material in it. But what there was going to happen, though, I was going to teach the same message that I had in the videotapes. Well, I didn't have it. It came two days later, so I had to. I gave a completely different syllabus. There was much more information. I gave a completely different syllabus. I sat down and thought up all the stuff. Back then, I could think it all. I could, I could, I could go back over the past and, and put it all together. I can't do that anymore. Can't remember all the facts and every every individual item that came down the pipe. And anyhow, they said, "Boy, Al, you had a real miracle getting here." I says, "How's that?" Well, the last two guys who invited up here, they threw them out of the country. He said, "The American, the Canadian Customs line at the at the, at the, at the immigration point up there, they went through their bags and saw their saw their Bibles and stuff, and they threw them out." I said. So you guys knew I had to have a miracle to get here, and you invited me. When the other two guys, or three guys, got pitched out of the country. <laughs> well, that's how it happened. I went through the Canadian checkpoint, 
And I didn't see a place for the Americans or aliens or whatever to get checked into Canada. I just went through the Canadian line, and the guy let me through. <laughs> Anyhow, that's what happened. But this fella, these two fellas used to go sit in a Tim Hortons donut shop on Monday morning at on Monday afternoon at 1 o'clock. They did it every day. Every every week they did it as a matter of timing. And one day they didn't get to the donut shop. And a vehicle come across the parking lot and smashed into the donut shop. There were two two guys in there, but it wasn't my two buddies. This fellow has had a helicopter put a, a man on his roof at 3 o'clock in the morning and at 11 o'clock at night shine a spotlight, hover outside the plane in the window and shine a spotlight in their bedroom window. He's had a bullet shot. He's had bullets shot into his door. Uh, they went through some bad stuff up there. Of course, I've had a few shots taken at me, too. That's another long story. But this is what he said. Al, I just woke from a huge mega dream. And you were in it from beginning to end. A very long dream. A very clear and a very clear and vivid dream. The underground churches are to begin now. So this came out on August the fifteenth. They must begin to be in place before everything starts coming down. The apostasy is happening at such a widespread and rapid pace that the true remnant church will get sucked into its subtle mind control if they don't get out. So they are to get out now and start getting under, underground churches in place. There are some very clear details in this dream, and I'm hesitant to send them by email. But trusting in the Lord to destroy this email and keep it from being archived, maybe through an EM, maybe an EMP burst. I'll give you the details. People are going to the underground church meetings by old cars and bikes in this dream. Basically, the small towns, two acreages very thickly covered with trees, apparently to cover the activity. These homes had no TVs or computers or cell phones, or phones, or anything that could be monitored. This made the living rooms feel old, and yet the sermons and messages by the speakers were much more dynamic. Cable TV and computer speakers on the Internet will soon be given routine Antichrist mind control measures. While there is a guest speaker by the, for these meetings in these houses, when possible, the Holy Spirit is now the leader. The remnant clergy infected with varying degrees of apostasy who attend are now like everyone else. This allows the Holy Spirit to communicate especially through a guest speaker. His pure concept over and above their infected concepts and overemphasis on extracting and irrelevant, irrelevant details. I was surprised to see the number attending. And what I saw is a double living room. There were 40 or more adults in this double living room, only adults. Apparently, they would explain things to the rest of their families when they got back home. I was surprised to see this many there. The emphasis on these meetings, though quite meaty with relevant scriptures, was always the uppermost thought that Jesus is coming soon and the second coming of Christ is the primary focus. This made the place come alive, truly renewing and revitalizing. This is what the underground church wants to be renewed in by the time they leave each meeting. Is very powerful and optimistic and positive in the dream, overriding any other trains of thought. The second coming focuses always what the Holy Spirit wants 
to powerfully renew and communicate at these meetings. There's going to be a real and unusual end times. There's going to be a real and unusual end times anointing fall on these guest speakers. I was one of them and you were one of them. But the anointing will be riveting and definitely catch and hold the attention of the underground church meetings. This is to start to coming together now. A basic infrastructure must get underway now, all by word of mouth, away from cell phones, phones, TV, communicated ideally outside of homes. As seen in the dream, there is a certain happiness and wholeness and wholesomeness in these meetings where much disorientation have been, people have been feeling will be this disorientation that people have been feeling will drop off. Best guest speakers are once again to dress up in respect for the Holy Spirit. Breaking all ties with the spirit of the age slovenly I got it slovenliness slovenliness which contributed to the downfall slide of serious apostasy. They are not to be shy of this powerful anointing Holy Spirit presence descending on these underground meetings, but to let the Holy Spirit have its full effect. I was surprised at this meeting I was at with you that I had left my comfort zone in Canada to be with you today. Clearly, these meetings involve higher levels of obedience, more serious levels, and some real sacrifices on the part of the guest speakers to be there. Al, thanks for printing this to hard copy and destroying off your hard drive. At this point, there is power and secrecy. I believe this message will have to go out through, through the mail while there is still a regular mail. Too much is at stake here. Now, we had a sister healed on Mega Man show on the 17th of September. And uh, she wrote a letter, and she wrote another letter, and I'm going to read it to you as much as I can. Uh, Praise the Lord for your ministry, Brother Al. Thank you for sending me the CD, Pearls for the Very Elect. I've been viewing it in segments and amazed and awed by the Holy Spirit knowledge it contains. Wow. In the Omega Man episode dated 917, you had mentioned to Brother Shannon that you would be interested in learning more information regarding the healing I received from a infection I had. Well, I was recovering from an extracted molar and been taking antibiotics as well as using a strong antibiotic oral rinse, both of which disturbed the balance of flora in my intestinal tract, leading to all kinds of problems. Ended up with an infection and I was not looking forward to a doctor visit and more antibiotics. And of course, as you know, I received immediate healing from the Lord on 9-17 of 2015 as you all were ministering in healing and deliverance. The healing continues to hold. He is wonderful. Praise the Lord. And it's Monday. She wrote this number on November 30th. I continue to write my anthoma. who will be 93 tomorrow. In her letters to me, she exhorts the scripture passages, just what is needed to encourage me to endure. And she is a powerful prayer warrior. Thank you again for sending the CD. I'll be reviewing more and looking forward to even more 
pearls of Holy Ghost knowledge. These are a blessing as we head further into the into the age. Praise Jesus for your ministry of being a watchman. I will lift you up in covering prayer, for I feel in my spirit that all the watchmen very soon will experience increased attacks by the enemy. <laughs> I guess this is what the mailbox thing is that Sister Elizabeth told me about. Please lift up my husband for salvation. He, too, is retired U.S. military. He's a wonderful man, but he does not know Jesus as his Savior. Thank you again, and many abundant blessings in Jesus. Well, folks, I try to keep this thing balanced as best I can. But you all need to go and read John chapter 11. In fact, you ought to get read St. John chapter 9 and St. John chapter 11. Two of the, they're two of the best chapters in the Bible. One is where the blind man was uh, born from birth blind, and he was set free from his blindness. And he preached a sermon to the Pharisees and the scribes. And of course, the 11th chapter is Jesus and Lazarus and Mary and Martha when he said, Lazarus, come forth. These are two of the best chapters in the Bible. Now, I would ask you to get out of bed and pray every morning. Down and pray the Lord's face. You'll hear that voice speak to you. You need to But you need to pay tithes whether you have a house church or not. Okay. I think we're having a little interference on your phone, Alice. Okay. okay, folks, I'm going to pray for you. Father, we pause right now to thank you for your blessings. Bless the listeners, bless the producer, bless the network. Until we see you again, Lord, be with them, guide them, and direct them. In the name of Jesus, I ask it. Amen and amen. Thank you, Al. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Al Cuppett on Freedom Fighters for America World Radio. Al will be back next month on the first Thursday of the month. And stay tuned to the network, and uh, there will be some up-and-coming shows. Freedom Fighters for America World Radio is sponsored by Freedom Fighters for America at www.freedomfightersforamerica.com. Thanks for tuning in.